You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. I'm in here 10 seconds and Nada already has an intern that he's working with, with the Queen City Podcast Network, and already he's creating excuses as to why he hasn't been helping her as much as he should. Nada, can you explain yourself at all? Like you tried to give a class on how to podcast, you don't show up, and now you have interns and you're complaining and you're already apologizing to the interns you're supposed to be teaching. Do you have any reasons or excuses for this? No, why are you trying to embarrass me in front of a company? Why are you trying to embarrass me in front of a company? That's all I'm asking. Uh, because I get embarrassed too often on this show. I thought I would return the favor. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Hornets. I'm on Twitter at Walker Mail. And Nada is on Twitter at Nada the Scribe. We will now welcome a guest. We promised we would take a break a little bit from the player evaluations, the player capsules that we will uh, that we have been doing the last couple of weeks or so. We welcome Charlotte Hornets sideline reporter Ashley Shamedy. Ashley, thanks so much for the time. Uh, how are you doing? Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. Um, I am doing good. Can't complain. Just... And spending a lot of time with the family hanging out. So not too much to complain about over here. Well, I was going to say, Ashley, for those of the listeners that don't know, Ashley not only is in and not only works for the Hornets as the sideline reporter, but also your studio host for the Braves and a member of CMT Hot 20 Countdowns team. You do a bunch of stuff, Ashley. How weird has it been to get the <laughs> unexpected downtime that's come with the pandemic and how have you adjusted? I can't even begin to explain it when it first happened and about a month or two in, it, it was definitely hard just because I have one never taken a vacation longer than five days. And then two, I've never actually been home with my family every day for as long as I have, which I'm so grateful for, but it just was obviously kind of, um, a, huge change of pace, like really quickly and obviously unexpected. Um, I'm so used to just traveling, 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 being on the go all the time. And, you know, it has its perks. Obviously, that's just the lifestyle that this business has led me to, which I'm grateful for. But I've realized, which I think a lot of people also have that slowing down is okay. And this time, I feel like, you know, I may never get time like this again, just because obviously of what's happening in the world. But my nephew was born in June and I've been able to be here and, you know, see him even grow in the last month and a half. And that's been incredible. So I'm just trying to, even when I get super anxious about, okay, when is basketball going to start for the Hornets again? And, you know, when, when can I kind of go back to a semi-normal schedule? When I get anxious about that, I just think about the fact that I have never had time like this and I appreciate it so much. I'm just really I'm just really trying to take it slow and appreciate those moments, even when I do feel anxious. So, well, I know we have to find something during the pandemic, but Ashley, I mean, again, you are involved in so many different things. I think we've right. seen the story a decent amount of times, right? We, you've done some interviews with a couple of other different podcasts. I know that the, you had an article in the Charlotte Observer that talked a little bit about how you became a sideline reporter, a dream fulfilled for you after going to a Hawks game as a kid, getting an opportunity with Fox for, uh, Sports South. But what I want to know is, how did you become a part of CMC Hot 20 <laughs> Countdown? Like, that's something that nobody asks you about that I constantly see you a part of. How did you become a part of that? That's so funny because people, 
they don't, I don't, it's cause it's kind of new. So obviously it's not super established or anything like that. And, and the Hornets is, I, I would call that my day job, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, so CMT happened actually around this time last year. And to be honest, cause I get, I get questions from, you know, aspiring journalists and, and honestly friends in the business. And they're like, how the heck and Bob, did you just get like, a gig <laughs> like that? And I'm like, I hate saying this answer, but in all honesty, one of the producers for CMT is a huge Braves fan. And he saw the couple shows that I did with the Braves and reached out. And I honestly thought it was a joke. I was like, this has to be a scam. <laughs> like this CMT. And I mean, I love country music. So I was like, CMT in Nashville is not asking me if I want to be a part of this. But then we booked a flight for an interview and I was like, oh, this is real. So it was so unexpected. And just the biggest blessing because that's something that I've been able to do during this quarantine. Um, I have a camera and like light set up at my brother's house that I'm staying at. And I've just been able to work, um, which I'm just so incredibly grateful for. So it was a really random thing that allowed me to become, you know, a host with CMT hot 20. But I, I always tell people it's, because sports is entertainment, obviously, and music is entertainment. So we're, it's kind of in the same field, but they're so different. And it's just such a like fun, just creative, different way of doing what I love to do. So I am just so grateful for CMT. So now I know a bunch of reporters have had to work from home. And a one thing that a lot of reporters have paid a lot of attention to is setting up the background to make sure that, you know, it's real professional, but also gives them a little personal taste. Like we've, I was flabbergasted when I saw one person have a whole poster and it's not like a real background. It was just a picture of a poster of the background. Is that something you worried about when you were doing hits? Because I've seen some of the videos that you've put for the hot 20 countdown. Is that something you worried about? Or did you have to make sure everything was in the right place to be a good enough background, I guess, to be on television through, you know, being at home, which is something we're not really used to doing. Right, right. And you know, I I have like a place in Charlotte, but I obviously came I'm in Georgia right now cuz my mm-hmm. family's here and I wanted to be here with my family. So, I'm so grateful that my brother has, you know, basically let me take over the office, but <laughs> he also has worked from home. And so I posted something yesterday about it, like what you don't see behind the camera cuz I tried to set up like this cute little my sister-in-law has the cutest decoration, so like I, you know, set up this cute little flower type arrangement with like little decor. And then literally on the other side of the camera is just shambles of just mess because it's like, I had to move everything to the other side. My brother was trying to work on the other side. We've been sharing the same room because like I said, my nephew was just born. So he has one of the other rooms and we're all just kind of making it work in this house. But I try and just take my little corner of what I need for a background and make it all cute. Um, and then usually it gets kind of torn down or switched around and then I'll do it for the next interview. But then also they really loved being able to shoot outside just on the front porch. And my brother has a beautiful, um, just like landscape in the front. So I've been using that to my advantage and I'll just take it outside, which it's so hot, but it makes a really pretty backdrop. So, um, I haven't got as creative as that 
poster some of these people have. No, it's but- a sham, Ashley. You're being real. <laughs> don't don't go with the poster. The poster it made me mad. Like I wanted to. Get, I think it was Je- uh, was it Jeff Pass or Sarah Spain? Not. I don't know if you saw it. It was one of them. I think it was. Yeah, it was Pass. That's it. It so was, funny. It was a complete <laughs> sham. I was not here for it. Not. You had something you wanted to mention? Yeah, yeah Ashley. He asked about okay. Stephanie Reddy. Just what went into taking over that role? Stephanie Reddy kind of handing yeah. off the baton. A, a legend. Like people, Hornets fans oh love gosh, Stephanie yeah. Reddy, and so filling in for Stephanie Reddy. How did you adjust to that role, especially with the kind of person that job you were, uh, the, the shoes that you were filling? Stephanie is just one of the most brilliant, you know, sportscasters, sideline reporters. She was a coach in the G League. Like she is, I won't cuss, but she's a you know what woman, <laughs> a bad A woman um, in the best way. She is just. She's so goal-oriented and focused, and I, I love her work ethic. And just being able to work with her, um, I was the host and she was an analyst for a little bit on the pre- and post-game show, and we got to do that for a couple months. And just being able to work with her that time, I was like, I mean, you. she's just such an inspiration. Um, and like you said, the city of Charlotte, the Hornets, everybody loves Stephanie Reddy. And I know I couldn't fill her shoes because she is just such an integral part of the Hornet. She had been there for, you know, nearly 10 years, but I was just hoping that I could kind of come in and, and create my own type of brand and role. And, um, just, I don't know, kind of get a little bit of the same feedback that, Charlotte Hornets fans. Well, here's what I've done, Ashley. What I've done is now done something what I did not want to do. You have done a great job. And I wanted to mention <laughs> Stephanie Reddy. Yeah, she's a legend, but everybody loves you too. And now I feel like I've made this bad because, yeah, no, of course, I feel horrible. Th- this, this is my fault. Not a please try again. That's not what I meant. Because No, but you're right. You know, you're right, though. You're right. Because it was nerve wracking because Stephanie was such an, I mean, she's just such a staple in Charlotte. And so it's like, you know, you can't fill that role, but. I just tried to do the best that I could. And I tried to, I never wanted to be like, I'm the new Stephanie ready. I just right. wanted, yeah, exactly what you're saying. Like, you just kind of hope you can come in and create the same relationships with the people with horn with the Hornets and the fans and just everybody in Charlotte. And that's what I've really tried to do. And, you know, I'm so, like I said, appreciative that I got to spend even a couple months working with Stephanie because I really truly saw how much the city of Charlotte loves the Hornets loves I mean, through their ups and downs, they are there for it. And Stephanie really kind of showed me that too. So do you guys don't feel bad? Don't feel bad because it's the- I'm an idiot. <laughs> it's too, oh, too late now. The reception has late. been great though. Like the reception, ha- you have yes. to feel welcome oh, here yeah. in Charlotte, right? Like anything that I see, Ashley, it does seem like everybody loves you being a part of the team. You know, the first year I thought what well, was great um, with what everybody had as far as the kind of reception that you had. How did you feel about being welcomed to the team by the fans and just by everybody that's involved with, of course, Eric Collins, Dale Curry, and everybody part of the uh, production team. They, you know, I might be biased, obviously, and I haven't worked for another organization. Obviously, this is my first one, but I feel so, I mean, hashtag blessed, whatever you want to say, because (laughs) they are such a great organization. And I'm not just saying that. I promise this is the truth. It's so it is like a family. Like we are family working with Eric Collins and Del Curry. I could not ask for two better partners in crime. I mean, they, they just are such a pleasure to work with. I, we have so much fun together at home on the road. Cause when we're on the road, I mean, we only really have each other and it's just like, 
yeah, sometimes you, we eat by ourselves, we eat alone, but if we all want to go out and eat dinner or whatnot and, and just talk about basketball, talk about life, like they're just such great companions and coworkers to have that I'm, I'm so grateful for them. Same with the Hornets, the team, the coaches. Like I said, I think I'm spoiled because they're so easy to talk to. I talk to the assistant coaches, head coach James Brego. Anytime I have even a question, not just on camera, but just about, hey, why'd you run? Like, I want to understand the game more from their perspective. I want to try and get in the minds of the players and the coaches and just gain, like I said, from their perspective so I can better do my job and give that knowledge to the fans. So they're so great at being able to let me communicate with them. I ask them anything. And like I said, they're just seriously they're such great people to work with. And I I really, really love the organization and the fans, I think see it too, because the Charlotte Hornets fans are pride and true. They are, they bleed teal and purple. They are there through the highs and the lows. And, you know, they were so warm and welcoming because obviously I came in kind of right in the middle. It It was in December. It was, you know, kind of a surprise. And, um, yeah, everyone was really, really nice. And, welcoming and I could not have asked for a better reception because that was tough, tough shoes to um, not fill, but you know, (laughs) definitely. Um, so I got to ask Ashley, were you kind of jealous that Eric Collins got all the shine for this Morris Graham most improved Ah. player campaign (laughs) and you didn't get a call for it? (laughs) Okay. No, I didn't know about that campaign until I saw Eric Collins on it. But (laughs) Eric Collins is the best person for that job. I could never have done it like him. His voice is iconic. His sayings are iconic. S'mores Graham is something that Eric would have made up and said on his own. I mean... He just, he's just known for those. So he was so perfect for that role. And I was just happy that they sent me a box and I got my own little package because I actually just interviewed Devante this morning um, about the whole thing and about being in the conversation for most improved player. And, you know, at first he told me that he thought it was a little bit cheesy, but when the Hornets explained more of what they were trying to do, he was like, okay, yeah, yeah, this could work. And the reception for it has been in Incredible. People have really um, loved the creativity and just everything about it. And so I think it's such a cute idea. And I literally got ingredients to make s'mores. And what more could you ask for out of a PR package? Well, no, I loved it too. And now Nada's been trying to shame me because I went with the microwave. Like I live in an uptown apartment. I don't have an ability to make an open <laughs> fire. And so I made it through the microwave and Nada tried to shame me, say like, you're a s'more elitist. Nada is. And like, yes, I did you get to eat it yet, Ashley? Like, have you tried, did you go with the open fire microwave or have you not eaten it yet? Um, if I'm being completely honest, the chocolate was completely melted, but I oh no! I had I mean rightfully so it was shipped to me in a box sure. so you know it's the middle of freaking summer in Georgia but um that was melted but that's okay um I definitely snacked on the graham crackers and I definitely bought my own chocolate and I definitely <laughs> did it myself and I debated for a minute using a lighter to heat up my <laughs> uh, marshmallow but I kind of like what you're doing better so. You know, threw that well, in the microwave, called it a day. 
I mean, well, Nada just threw his hands up like that's what I've been should should have been doing all along. Like that was the better uh, that was the better route it's to more take. Authentic. Let's be real. It's it more real. Yeah, it is. It's over an open flame. Nada is a fan. Stay tuned for a couple more segments with Ashley Shamedy. But first, I want to talk to you guys about my bookie. Sports are back, and I know you degenerates want to gamble on it. I've been waiting for this day since March, and now that it's here, I've only got one thing on my mind. It's my bookie. My bookie is a home run, slam dunk, triple overtime, game winning shot, all wrapped into one. I absolutely love it. You're going to love it. And that should be all you need to hear in order to start betting today. My bookie has up to the minute odds on all of your favorite teams. And with the start of Major League Baseball, it has already happened. Basketball going to start tomorrow. There's never been a better time to start playing. With my bookie, it's easy. You bet, you win, they pay. Feeling good about your team's chances this year? Be sure to check out my bookie's World Series future bets. Hopefully, we get it this season and if so you should bet on it at my bookie nothing shows you believe in your squad like betting on them before the season's even begun but why stop with baseball smart bettors are always looking towards the future and in this case that means basketball as well again clippers lakers tomorrow pelicans jazz tomorrow you can bet on any of those games my bookie is already accepting bets on all of the favorite games that you have with any league that is restarting there's never been a better time to start exploring the world of online sports betting join today and my bookie will match your deposit 100 plus they'll toss you a free ten dollar mlb future wager all you got to do is enter promo code locked on nba when signing up again that's locked on nba remember at my bookie and the terms are simple you bet you win they pay this is locked on hornets SGA, 20 points, 20 rebounds, triple-double. I don't have a question. Oh, I just wanted to throw yeah, that yeah, in the middle of the arena. God almighty. Oh, oh, that knife. It hurt. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. All right, so Ashley, we talked about Devontae Graham, the S'more campaign, uh, all in part to try to get him the most improved player of the year award. Let's go back to this past season. Nobody expected Devontae Graham to play the way that he did, especially coming off of his rookie season. Even if you felt good, and we liked Devontae on this podcast, nobody could have expected uh, what he did. What did you make of his growth, uh, Ashley, when you watched what he did this past season? And do you have any favorite moments that kind of resonate the most with, yeah, this is a guy that does deserve most improved player of the year award? Devontae is... Man, he is just as humble of a player. I mean, I I don't know if people can tell when he's on the court, but he reminds me of Kemba Walker a lot just from his personality, him, his humbleness, if that's a word. And he just, (laughs) he wants, he wants to be good. He wants to do good, but not just for himself, for the team, for the organization. And that's something that I saw in Kemba Walker, just working with him for the year that I did. Um, And for Devante, people kind of in our organization and, and that, you know, I've worked with him, obviously, like I, I saw what he was doing in the G league last year and everybody knew he was capable. If I'm being honest, did I think that if he got this opportunity, he would have shined like he did. I knew he would have shined, but as well as he did. Okay. Maybe not like he completely exceeded expectations. And I think that's obviously why he's in this conversation for most improved player. He's why people have been talking about him. He just exceeded everybody's expectations. And yes, it's not surprising. Cause like I said, we knew he had it in him from what he was doing in the G league, from his hard work, his work ethic, his dedication, all the above. We knew he had it in him. He just needed the opportunity. Um, but I, yeah, I did not see this coming. Like how, I mean, he came into that role. Obviously we brought in Terry Rogier and Terry was kind of supposed to take over that point guard role, but 
what we figured out was Terry is better off the ball. Devontae's better bringing up the ball. Terry's better more off the ball. And they work better together that way. And Devontae can handle it. And that was something that I think everyone was maybe a little surprised about just because, you know, it was only, it's only his second year that he just finished. That's incredible. And I know a big, big part of it was, you know, the time he spent at Kansas and just his entire upbringing to get him to where he is. He didn't have an easy road to get to the NBA and he obviously took a longer route. And I think that 100% contributes to his success he's seeing right now. Um, he, he deserves this more than anyone. And I know that I might sound biased, but if you just look at his numbers, it's unbelievable. So yes, a little bit surprised, but, but not really just surprised at how, how good of him being good. He was, if that makes any sense. It, no, it does. Like, look, we like Devonte too. Like, yeah, that was, that was the thing. I mean, it was something that absolutely Devonte showed he could be a player in this league. You're right. right. I mean, I don't know if we all saw the counting numbers come the way that they did not. I know you were exactly. Devonte as well. Yeah. I was a big fan of Devonte as well, but you talked about surprises, Ashley. And one of the bigger surprises was the surprise rookie PJ Washington. What did you think of his performance going into this season? PJ Washington, another. So I, I was talking to someone about this, about Mitch Kupchak and his ability to draft like he does. Um, you know, obviously PJ Washington is an outstanding player. Everybody knew that, you know, he has this ability to be really good. But did anyone think that game one, he would start and shoot seven threes to open up the season last year? I, I, I just. It was like, okay, what what kind of gem did Mitch Kutchek just get? Um, and PJ, once again, another just humble, hardworking, dedicated individual. He he acts like he, truly, guys, when I interview him, he acts like he's been in this league for 10, 15 years. His answers to my questions, I'm like, how do you have so much media training or who, who trained you? Because you literally, he acts like he'll break down the play or break down what happened to me. Like he's a coach, a scout or a veteran player. Um, and so that just, I feel like shows, you know, just from the way that he talks to me on camera, it also shows what he does on the court. I mean, he's just, he's so advanced as a rookie that I cannot wait to see what, this one off season is going to do this very extended off season is going to do um, the years to come. Like he, he also exceeded expectations we all knew he was going to be good, but my gosh, who, who knew PJ Washington was going to be this good. No, PJ Washington was 40 years old. As soon as he stepped in the league, like he's got an old man game. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I don't understand it. <laughs> he speaks like it. PJ Washington is immediately 40 years old upon uh, entering the NBA. You know, one thing I wanted to ask you, Ashley, when you look at just the change that the Hornets have undergone with all of the veterans that are off of this team now, you know, as a sideline reporter, you get to know these guys in a way that us fans don't get to know. And even a lot of media members, I mean, you're doing a lot of interviews behind the scenes with a lot of these guys. You get to know them personally. How weird is it for you to see a guy like Kim Walker leave the organization? Marvin Williams, who, you know, there's a reason. Marvin Williams is winning every media uh, person of the year award. Like he wins the media award because he's so gracious with his time. And even in a guy like MKG, you know, how weird is it for you? How tough is it for you to see these guys kind of walk away from the Charlotte Hornets franchise? It is so tough. And I was literally there for a year with them. I worked with these guys for one year and I was like, you know, hand me the tissues. I mean, not really, but you know, I was, 
I was like, oh my gosh, this is so, cause it's like one day they're there like for Marvin, one day they're there, the next day they're not. And then when he came back with the bucks and we interviewed him, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. And I can't even imagine, you know, like Eric who's and Dell who have been there for years with these guys and the fans and, and the staff there who have worked with them for years. It's, it's so hard, especially with, like you said, with guys like Marvin, like Kemba, MKG, these just really good good people and you hate to see them go, but you're also just happy for them. Um, I mean, no one will ever say a bad thing about Kemba Walker, about Marvin Williams. I mean, they were just such great teammates, players, all the above. And you can't, you just can't be mad at them because you're just happy for them. But it is really, really hard because you feel like you're such a family and then one of them leaves and you're like, and then they leave unexpectedly sometimes. And you're just like, wow, this is, it's just such a tough business. It reminds you that it's a business and that's not the not so fun part sometimes. But All right, one more segment to go here with Ashley Shambi, the Charlotte Hornets sideline reporter coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. This is Locked on Hornets. But what he showed in Summer League, comma, a Euro step into a windmill during a game, end of comma, oh, could yeah. put him on the radar of a radar, <laughs> radar. Me, of all NBA. Yeah, on the radar. On the radar of <laughs> all NBA fans as a nightly highlight producer. Yeah, Charlotte, you're Charlotte coming out there. Yeah, I'm from, I'm from uh, Catawba County. Put so, him on the radar. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. All right, Ashley, I want to do some quick hit questions with you just as we wrap up here. Now, I know you were a former basketball player yourself. If I gave you the task of comparing the style in which you played to a current member, not even current member, just any Hornet that you played, that that played or you covered, I should say, within the last couple of years or so, who would you compare your game to? Are you more like a Marvin Williams? Were you a Kimba? Were you crossing people up? What was your game like? <laughs> okay, so funny enough, I'm 5'10", which I know that's, you know, decently tall for a woman, but in basketball terms, that's not that tall, 5'10". Um, but when I, in high school on my team, I was the tallest on my team. So I played center. Um, but I also love to shoot the three and, you know, growing up before, before high school ball, like just growing up, I would play Mm. point guard. So I just, I loved it all. But like I said, when I was in high school, I was the tallest. So I kind of had to be thrown into that power forward center role. Um, so if I could compare my game right now, I would say, I feel like it was kind. Of, it was kind of like a, a Marvin Williams. Um, you yeah, know, I would have had, said that. Like based off your own evaluation, I've yeah. gone PJ or Marvin Williams shooting, yeah, three, PJ, but also being like undersized big man. Yeah, I feel that. Yes, exactly. Like PJ can post up in the paint. No, he's not the biggest one in the paint, but he can do that, and he can also obviously shoot the three, shoot shoot from anywhere. So I, I wasn't that. Like I wouldn't compare my shooting abilities to. A no, PJ you're saying Washington. you're as good as PJ Washington <laughs> is right now. I basically am saying I could take PJ Washington. No, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but when it comes to like, yes, an undersized uh, center and undersized power forward, but still having the ability to, if I needed to, I would come, you know, obviously break the press, come up to half court to take the ball. I, w- I was able to do that too. So a little bit of, I would say that that was pretty accurate. Marvin PJ type thing. <laughs> uh, so Ashley, one question. Um, you had some really, really nice air forces where can we get something like that? Oh man, those, those were those were kind of nice. <laughs> How cool are those? Oh my gosh, you guys! I I was just blown away because a viewer, a fan in Australia, like. 
how are you in Australia? And you're like, I'm going to be a Charlotte Hornets fan. How does that even happen? But you know what it did? I'm so grateful for it because he customizes his own shoes. It's royalty custom sneakers on Instagram. And you literally can just DM him. Um, and he reached out, said he's a Charlotte Hornets fan, was like, I saw that you like, you know, Nikes, Air Forces, etc. Um, can I send you a pair? I was like, are, are you sure? I was like, do you really, <laughs> are you sure? Yes. About emphatic. Yes. Is the answer. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I, I was blown away. Like he hand painted those air force ones and I cannot wait to rock them next mm-hmm. season. I am so, so excited. <laughs> okay. So Ashley, one more question. I know you're from Mississippi, so I must ask this question. Is it okay to put sugar in your grits? <laughs> Okay. So real quick, I, I'm not from Mississippi, but I spent four years working there in local news as a sports weekend sports anchor before I got the job with Fox sports South. So I, uh, spending four years there, I would definitely say that, you know, you were a great connoisseur. Yeah. It has a little bit of place in my heart, the South Mississippi, et cetera. Um, sugar in your grits. I'm not a fan I, I honestly am more, I like the saltiness to grits better, but I'm not opposed to it. I'm with you on that. I I go salt in my grits more than I go sugar as well. That's something that I would have chosen also. And real quickly, we talked about the sneakers. They're awesome. Uh, Who has the best fashion on the team? If I were to ask you with (laughs) guys that have some really nice apparel, like Dwayne Bacon, Devontae Graham, Terry Rozier, all of them show up looking real nice when they walk into Spectrum Center. Who would you say has the best fashion on the team? you guys aren't going to go like tell them and then I'm going to get in trouble because I said somebody was better <laughs> dressing no, up than the no, other one. No, this is, this is a complete secret. It's just between us three that are talking right now. Nobody else is going to. And everybody that's listening to the podcast. No, I'm just kidding. That's um, true as well. Exactly. They so, all have great style. Yes. I'll throw that out there. Every single one of them. We do game night drip on our pregame show. We highlight all of them. Sometimes we like to like, you know, not make fun, but poke fun a little bit because Dwayne Bacon, super into fashion. He loves to experience or experiment with different looks and styles and I'm all about it. Um, but I think I like the more, I, I love experimenting and I love because he can pull it off, but I like the, the more classic look, I think, um, throw on some great sneakers and like a nice suit or um, I don't know, the patterns that they wear, I think are incredible. And I would have to go, I, I really like Devontae's style. And I really like, um, I think Devante and maybe the Martin twins, the Martin twins always a surprise answer. The Martin twins. I like the way I like, and sometimes they play off each other. Sometimes they do their own thing. And I'm always, I always like to see what they, they show up to the spectrum center in. Uh, yeah, having two of, of them where they can like, you, you know, if it works on one person, it's going to work on you. You know, if it works exactly. on one person, it's going to work on yourself as well. That was Ashley Shamity joining us here on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. Uh, can't wait to see her on television again, trying to get some Charlotte Hornets back in our lives to see them play. I know that there is a possibility of a second bubble. Who knows, though? It's probably going to be in the second season that we get to see the Charlotte Hornets play once again and get to see our favorite crew, Eric Collins, Del Curry, and Ashley Shamity back on our television screens. Ashley, thank you so much for the time. This was a lot of fun. We really appreciate you joining us. 
Thank you both so much. This was so much fun. And anytime you guys need it, I'm happy to talk about Hornets basketball whenever. (laughs) That wraps up this edition of Locked on Hornets. Thanks again to my bookie for supporting the show. Thanks to you guys for supporting the show. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked on NBA. Already did the spinning wheel of names. Billy Hernan Gomez is going to be coming up. We're going to be doing that show tomorrow, and then we'll see who comes up on Friday. Even if I didn't want to do Billy Hernan Gomez just with an individual evaluation there, I think that's probably what Nada is going to hold me to. So yeah. Yes, I am. Yeah, Billy Hernan Gomez is going to be the guy that we talk about tomorrow. I don't know if that's a great tease, but that's the only tease that I have for you. Until then, have a great day. We'll see you Thursday. Mm